Filippo. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast that introduces you to the wide world of giant monster movies. I am your host, Travis, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Michael. Hello, everybody. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Yay! <laughs> if I could do the, uh, if I could do the, the Kermit the Frog uh, um, voice. Yeah. But, but uh i would do that just you're gonna have to use your imagination people and that's you can just have to envision me shaking my arms wildly like kermit the frog <laughs> yes uh this is our one year anniversary episode so one year ago we started this podcast well i started this podcast because you weren't a uh, part of it at the time uh mm -hmm. this podcast again and one full year of doing regular episodes, weekly episodes. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I when I first started doing a podcast, when I first started doing this podcast, I got I, I thought to myself, okay, I'll come on a couple episodes, just have some fun, and then I will fade away. I will go. I will fade off into the sunset, just like, uh, just like the, the cowboys of the old west. And uh, yep, that didn't happen. Yeah, nope. You end up sticking around. <laughs> oh man. Well, we can talk all about our memories, our favorite moments, everything about the last year of Kaiju Weekly. Uh, in our main topic, because that's what our main topic this week is going to be. But before we do that, we're going to talk about the news from this week. All right, cue the anniversary beady beady. The anniversary beady beady. It's a it's a beady beady with some air horns in it. All right, so for news, we had a big news story in the world of Power Rangers. And Daisy, stop, 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 stop. No. She wants to talk about Power Rangers, Travis. Yeah, I know. Daisy, do you have an opinion about the Power Rangers news? Can I at least say what the news is before you start biting me? Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Podcast cat. Oh. Uh. I have the I have the desk divided up now where she has her half of the desk and I have mine, but she doesn't respect boundaries. So <laughs> and then when I try to make her stay on her side, she bites me. So yeah, that sounds like a, that sounds like a typical day in married life to me. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. OK, Power Rangers news. So all right. We had the announcement that Jonathan Entwistle, uh, the creator of the Netflix series, It's the End of the Effing World, and okay. the Netflix series, I'm Not Okay With This, uh, has been entrusted to engineer and shepherd the next series of screen adaptations of Power Rangers. This news is not actually news. Um, okay. I don't know. Right. I, uh, this, has been, this has been in the works for a while, that he has been... Uh, on board to help create a uh, a movie version of Power Rangers. The news is that 
Hasbro, who recently acquired, they recently bought a uh, an actual studios, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, which what's the name of studios? It was E One, yeah, mm-hmm. the E One uh, Productions. Right. Uh, they are actually going to be making not only a new movie but movies, multiple ones, and new TV shows that this Jonathan Entwistle is actually going to be overseeing all of it and it's going to cross over between movies and tv shows and everything's going to interconnect and so basically hasbro is trying to create their own marvel cinematic universe but with the power rangers and if anybody knows the marvel cinematic universe one of the one of the reasons why it has been so strong from the beginning and has done so well is because you had a single person kind of making all of the decisions and and shepherding it and leading it. Uh, and that was um, Kevin Feige. So it sounds like Jonathan Entwistle is going to be the Kevin Feige of Hasbro's new Power Rangers universe. So I okay. want to know, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, so... I, this news is not, like you said, this is not really news. This has been around at least from my memory. It's been around for since at least power Morphicon, Right. Um, and I have not seen any of the other properties that he's worked on. Like I didn't watch end of the effing world. Um, and I'm not okay with this. I didn't watch those. Uh, so I, I'm not familiar with his work. So when I do go in to watch these, uh, whether they be movies or television shows, I'm going to go in completely blind. So, well, I'll ask you, Travis, are you familiar with the properties that he's worked on? Um, I mean, I'm familiar with them. I haven't watched them. Um, I do. Uh, End of the effing world is one that I w- just didn't interest me. Uh, right. I'm not okay with this is on my uh, Netflix queue. I just haven't gotten around to watching it. Um, but I do know what it's about. Um, it's about like young people and superpowers and stuff like that. Um, so he does seem like, like he, he does these stories about young people dealing with huge problems like into the world or like mm-hmm. superpowers or things like that. And so he does seem like the type of person that it's like, yeah, you could probably do a decent job uh, with power Rangers. Now I will say this, like, like I said, the news that we had that like, we knew that he was on board because when they were uh, developing the next power Rangers movie with paramount mm-hmm. uh, Hasbro and paramount were working together. He was on board, but the news that we have from this week is that he is actually heading this like multi-platform uh, across like TV show movies. He's like heading all of it and that it's no longer being developed with Paramount. It's Hasbro in-house doing mm-hmm. their own developing of the series, the movies, all of that through this new, pr- this um, studio that they purchased. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I, I, do, do we know if he's at, I know this will matter. This, 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 this does matter to a, to a degree. It, do we know if he's an actual fan? Has, has he, has he done an interview saying whether he or not he's a fan or not? Of uh, the franchise? I, I haven't seen anything. Um, okay. I'm sure he is, but I don't, I can't really, I can't really say I haven't read any interviews with him. It's not a requirement, 
but it I feel like it helps, right? Um, so this so this news also spurred some conversation that I've been talking with other folks about whether or not we need a an R-rated or a more or a more mature rated Power Rangers movie or television show. Um my thoughts in general are as long as they as long as they do the franchise justice, as long as they bring in some element, as long as they bring in some callbacks to the old show, I've made it no secret uh, whatsoever that I'm on. I'm re I'm doing this reevaluation of Power Rangers. I just I literally just finished Zio today, um, and then started. I'm on like episode three of Turbo, which hopefully I won't regret that. Um, because I I do remember that series being a little rough. Oh and, yeah. Uh, um, I'm ex. I'm really hoping that they do the franchise justice. I don't have a whole lot of thoughts surrounding it because I've not dug deep enough into it. But ultimately, I'm just I'm just really excited to have more Power Rangers, right? Because I I feel like I feel like Power Rangers has not been taken seriously, uh, in in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, and I really want, I really want it to be given the Marvel treatment. See the problem though with Mar see the, the, the thing that Marvel has going for it besides Disney and, and the money, um, is I feel like Marvel has a more mass market appeal than power Rangers. Not every, oh, yeah. because not, because not everybody grew up with, not everybody grew up watching power Rangers, right? Not everybody cared about it. But yeah. at some point, at some point or another, you still knew who Spider-Man, Batman, not, well, that's DC, but yeah, well, Iron- no. Okay. So I'm going to jump in here. I'm sorry, sure. because Anybody? as a comic book fan, I, I, as a comic book fan, yes, I will say that I, uh, of course I knew all about the Marvel characters before. I actually don't think that the Marvel characters, especially the ones they started with, had a mass market appeal on paper. Like that's that's the reason why uh, Marvel sold like Marvel sold X Men and Spider Man the rights like movie rights to other studios, but they didn't sell Iron Man or Captain America because those didn't have an appeal. Like nobody wanted those. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobody cared about Iron Man other than comic book fans until the movie came out. Um, I I think the the way Marvel ha- what Marvel has done of taking characters that not everyone has grown up with and made them household names like Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow. Uh, I mean, my grandmother knows who Rocket Raccoon is. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know who Rocket Raccoon was before the movie came out. And I'm a comic book fan. Mm-hmm. So it's like that is something that I think if it's done well with mm-hmm. these like interconnected universes that they that every studio is now trying to do, if it's done well, it doesn't even matter if it has a wide if it if it on paper has a wide uh, appeal to people because you can make it appeal to people. You think the the cast selection is going to matter the most here? I I actually, yeah, I think so. I think that's going to make a huge difference because, again, like one of the reasons that Iron Man 
succeeded was you know uh, was the star power of robert downey jr now his star had right. fallen at the time but people kind of knew who he was right so i think that had some impact on the fact that the iron man did so well and then the fact that it was a good movie so right. yeah um i think that having a single person leading the vision of of your like multiple movies and TV shows and stuff. I think that's a smart move. That's a smart move because we've seen, we've seen other studios, you know, universal and, and Warner brothers and stuff flounder when it comes to their like interconnected movie universes or cinematic universes, because they don't have a clear vision from one single person. They're trying to do it by committee. Well, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's sort of like the, you know, in a smaller way, the MonsterVerse, like because each MonsterVerse film feels different than mm -hmm. the other. Like it, they, yeah. they can either they're they're interconnected, obviously, but they all feel so different mm -hmm. from each other, uh, and that's just because of the vision and what they were going for. You know, Gareth Edwards was going for more of that classic Godzilla is a force of Godzilla is a force of nature. Uh, and then you get King of the Monsters where Michael Daugherty, he was going for hero Godzilla from the show. Right. Era. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think that they, that Hasbro has made a smart decision in this. Now this, this does bring up a question and this was the main question that people had. And actually a question people sent to me when this news sure. broke, um, what does this mean? Because the way it, the way the the official announcement sounded was like they were developing original content. So what does this mean as far as the Super Sentai stuff is concerned? Uh, do they are they still going to develop Power Rangers the way they they've always done it with with uh, uh, Super Sentai footage? You know, reshooting and and splicing together. Mm -hmm. Are they going to create? Power Rangers completely from scratch with no connection to Super Sentai. Um, and we don't get an answer to that in mm. the official release. But if you read in between the lines and also some of the like leaks and, and some of the rumors that have been coming out since the Hasbro since, since 2019, when Hasbro bought uh, Power Rangers, I really honestly do think that Hasbro is going that direction. Mm -hmm. I think they are going the direction of developing Power Rangers that are are completely original and not tied to Super Sentai. Right. I will admit, like if they decide to do their own content, I, I don't I honestly I don't have a good answer for it because I'm willing to let them do it. I'm willing to be open-minded to it. Um I just don't want them I just wouldn't want them to lose some of the um I hate to word. I I feel like I'm I'm being really su I'm feel like I'm being super cheesy by saying magic because you know, um, right. I don't I wouldn't want them to lose some of that some of the some of the specialness that made Power Rangers what it was, um, yeah. by doing by doing their own thing. But but like I said, I just watched four full seasons back to back, so I can so I can see. Like I had problems with splicing the footage together. No, and and as much as I love the franchise, I had problems with it because there was some instances of it that didn't quite make sense. Right? Yeah. You, you I was talking with uh, Nathan the other day, and he's watching in space right now, and um, 
you know, they go from, from fighting in a parking lot to fighting in a rock quarry in mm. like, did he, did he hit the, did he hit the, uh, did he hit the guy so hard they fell into a rock quarry? I mean, it's, it's stuff yeah. like that. Well, right? I, I think it's hard to judge it on the early seasons because mm -hmm. the way that Saban was doing things in the early seasons is, mm -hmm. I mean, they, Saban was a businessman and he was definitely, uh, cutting costs in every right. way possible. I mean, that's the right. whole idea of power Rangers was, Hey, we can produce this show without doing a lot of work because a lot of the work has already been done for us. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say judge it on the, on that. If you look at the later seasons, especially more recent seasons of Power Rangers, everything is a lot better. Everything right. is a lot, a lot better integrated. Um, I had a conversation last night with someone, and we were talking about the idea that the uh, Power Rangers could develop into something, you know, completely original, separate from Super Sentai, and not be beholden to it. And they were asking me. Um, why would they do this? You know, why, what, what has led to this? And I think this goes to, to an, another issue that a lot of fans, especially, you know, fans of, of, uh, some of the other Japanese properties, um, mm -hmm. like Henshin heroes, uh, right. has the common writer and some of the other Toei series besides power Rangers and super Sentai has mm -hmm. not made it to the West. And a right. big reason for that is because, uh, Toei has big britches right now because uh, Power Rangers has been so successful. Right. And Power Rangers and Super Sentai has been worth millions and millions of dollars for them for, you know, 30 years. And, and so they think every property of theirs should be worth millions and millions of dollars. And it's just, that's not true. That's just mm -hmm. not how it works. Um, so I think... That especially because these contracts that that like Hasbro has inherited are are bought from Saban, um, I I think you know they they have to renew them, renegotiate them every so often, and every so often I'm sure what's happening is every time they renegotiate, Toei is like, well, this is we want a little bit more because the property is mm -hmm. worth more, right. and I think Hasbro or whoever, you know, is making business decisions at Hasbro has looked at the, the, the amount that Toei is asking for uh, to use Sentai footage and mm. has said, what if we take that money and just invest it into creating our own content instead mm. of purchasing the content from them and we just do it that way? And then we're not beholden to to Super Sentai, and we're not having to split the the revenue and the and the benefits from it. And we're not having mm -hmm. to be uh, locked into this agreement with them. Uh, so so I think as a business, from a business standpoint, I think this makes sense. Uh, it right. makes sense to to break away from Super Sentai and do their own thing. The problem, and I and I, I kind of goes with what you were saying. Like, are they going to lose the magic because? the thing about power rangers is because they're so beholden to the super sentai footage you do have the weirdness of japanese television that mm -hmm. seeps through it and there's mm -hmm. nothing else like it in western television like we don't have yeah. shows like that we don't have the weirdness that they have in japanese shows and so my fear is if if hasbro did decide to break away from super sentai and do their own thing 
would they make it more mainstream superhero and less of the weird Japanese stuff? And so that's that's really my biggest fear of it. Yeah, that's a that's a huge concern as well because I feel like I feel like by them using Sentai footage for so long now, it's sort of a tradition at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's become more of a tradition than a necessity at this point. Um, so for them, for them to break away from that, I'm afraid that I'm like you, I'm afraid that they will try to Westernize it too much, um, to the point where it's unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is like, we, like we've just said, there is something special and there is something really, I, again, I hate this, but magical about, uh, about the current roster of power Rangers series that we have, because they are, trying to splice together two cultures into one show uh essentially and yeah i I guess it's just one of those things where we're just gonna have to wait and see um and take it at face value like like uh hopefully by then i will be done uh my 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 goal is to watch through every single series and just get myself all caught up including the stuff that i missed out on uh, where I fell off from, I, lo- I fell off at Lost Galaxy, or uh, actually, I was thinking about it the other day. And whatever series came after Lost Galaxy was it Lightspeed Rescue? I think yeah. that was after that. Okay, so maybe I fell off at Lightspeed Rescue because I was I saw some old clips on of Lightspeed Rescue on YouTube the other day, and I thought, well, I remember that. I remember that story arc. So maybe I fell off there. Um, but I wasn't a huge Power Rangers fan either. So I didn't catch every single episode. Whereas the older stuff I've seen practically every, I've I've seen practically every episode already. And so it's been just this big nostalgia trip for me so far. Now, when we get into Lost Galaxy, Lightspeed, when I get into Lost Galaxy, Lightspeed Rescue and some others, I'm going in there pretty much blind because I, like I said, I fell off around that, those era. I, I fell, I fell off around those seasons. And so I'm excited for that, but I'm also hoping that by the time this comes out, I'm totally caught up. And so I can give whatever Hasbro comes up with a really fair evaluation. And I, I'm, 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 I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful as a diehard sort of Power Rangers fan, as an unabashed Power Rangers, uh, even, uh, evangelist at this point. Um, I I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, but I'm a little worried. I'm like you, I'm I'm a little worried that they're going to Westernize it too much. Yeah. And and that's, and that is making the leap that we're assuming that they're going to create something completely original, separate from Sentai. Um, and that's just because of the information that we're getting surrounding this announcement. It's not actually officially ever, you know, it's, it hasn't been said yet from, they may still be working on a deal and they just can't say anything yet. Right. Yeah. So, so like that, that it is making a leap. It's a tiny leap. It's not a huge leap because, because like, it's not that big of a leap to think that this is what Hasbro is doing just based Mm -hmm. on reading in between the lines of this announcement and also the rumors that we keep getting from within Hasbro. Um, so it's a very tiny leap. Yeah. It's not, it's not out. It's, it's not so out of far out outside the realm of possibility that we're sitting here like, Oh no, they won't do that. You know, right. They won't, they won't do that. No, but no, it is, it is, it's very possible that they, yeah. Do that. But either way, whether they stick with Sentai stuff or they develop something completely original, 
if they plan on doing an interconnected universe, uh, if they plan on doing multiple movies and multiple series that all connect to each other, having one single person who knows what they're doing and mm -hmm. is shepherding it and kind of like has the reins and is leading it uh, is smart, is the smart as, way to go. As long as look, as you know, my final thought on this is as long as they, as long as they have a good story, good, as long as they have good writing good visuals and they give us some callbacks to to the sort of the the, the series is the series that we all love at, up to this point i'm i think i'll be fine with it yeah yeah same here as long as it's fun as long as it's entertaining and i can enjoy it then i'm okay with it um moving on so just some uh, two quick bits of news um two common rider movies are hitting theaters in december uh we have the common rider zero one the movie which was originally scheduled to come out earlier in the year in july but mm -hmm. that was um that was postponed because of covid so mm -hmm. that is coming out uh because usually what happens is when a series ends whether it's super sentai Common Rider or Ultraman, these Japanese kids show, they'll release the movie like to coincide with the end of the series. And Common Rider Zero One ended back in the summer. Mm -hmm. Um so that that's why this this has just got delayed. So it is kind of weird that this is coming out now after the the movie or after the series has already ended and we've moved on right. to the next move, uh, next series, but uh, it's going to be released in uh, December and it's going to be partnered with, cause they always do a double feature with either a, a Sentai or some other movie. This is going to be a double feature with the common Rider saber movie. Um, mm -hmm. So that, which is the film version of the series that's going on right now. So that's happening in December in Japan. Um, well, hopefully it will actually happen because uh, we're still dealing with COVID, but I think they are doing movie releases in Japan. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't think we're going to have this delayed any, any longer. Um, we also had news that SRS uh, cinema distributor is going to distribute an obscure Korean monster film in North America. The monster film is called, what is it called? It's called the flying uh, monster. Yeah, the no. Hang on, cut this out. Yeah, the, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, you don't have yeah. the flying monster. Yeah. Okay. So that just seemed to that just seemed really generic. Yeah, to, it it does seem very generic, but it is um in within in Korean, it's actually known as the undead beast, but it's better known mm -hmm. as the flying monster. The international title that was released in J Japan and other Asian markets. Um, right. So. I looked at the I looked at some of the pictures that they have of this and I thought it was really interesting that they they shot scenes uh, with Korean actors and had you know Korean uh, footage filmed but the monster footage is all lifted from uh, Return of Ultraman Subaraya's uh, Return of Ultraman so if you are okay. familiar with the Ultraman monsters and you look yeah. at this and it's like Oh no, these are these are Ultraman monsters. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I, I've watched all of Return of Ultraman, and I really enjoyed Return of. So that'll be that'll be kind of weird. Yeah, because I, I saw that I saw that when they uh, when they posted this on Twitter and they posted it with pictures, I was like, 
that's just Ultraman monsters. Did they accidentally use Ultraman monsters? Nope, nope, nope. That actually was the film. Okay. <laughs> so are we going to have a, uh, a super monster type scenario here? Yeah, it looks like. I mean, th that's what that's what this is. I think this is like a, a Attack of the Super Monsters or something like that, uh, where they're using the the footage from uh, Ultraman and pairing it with some footage. It's not animated, but it's it's footage that was filmed in Korea. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be interesting. So that's another kaiju film that we can add to our list to review on the podcast. Yep, sure is. Sure. Yeah. Can. Uh, and then the only other bit of news is Arrow Video has revealed two new standard edition Gamera Blu-ray sets. There's one that is just the Showa era and one that is just the Heisei era, with both sets uh, scheduled to be released in January for around $65. Um, I think they're actually on sale right now for a little bit less, um, but it's uh, converting it from pounds because Arrow is a British company right. so it's converting it from pounds to dollars so it's like right. between 50 to 65 dollars yeah uh last i checked you can get them now you can pre-order them on i think Di diabolic am i right am i saying that right yeah uh, diabolic 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 um and oh what is it i think you can get them on deep discount now too i've not seen them pop up on amazon yet i'm assuming they will eventually I know um, they're on UK Amazon. They okay, are available so, on UK Amazon. I don't know about Amer like the North American Amazon. I'm I imagine they'll pop up at some point on the on the, on North American Amazon. But yeah, we're getting we're finally getting um the the discs the the Gamera discs with new box art from by Matt Frank. Uh, yeah, and what's what's interesting is they're breaking up the Showa era and the Heisei eras into two separate box sets, which sort of makes sense because if you want the, the more popular Heisei era without the Showa era films, you can have that. I think also the Heisei era is getting its own special edition steelbook uh, mm -hmm. as well without Matt Frank art. Now that's just po the, from what I saw online, all that is is just poster art from the films right uh for the steelbook it's not you're not getting the matt frank art there but you're get from what i understand you're getting the same exact discs uh that we got with the first release with the with the big collection mm -hmm. um you're except for you're not getting uh the comic book and the retrospective and things like that so this yeah. is just the discs yeah you're not getting any, any supplementary uh stuff all the posters all that kind of stuff yeah. that that came you'll, with well, that box you'll set. Get a, You'll most likely get a booklet, but that's it. You'll right. Get maybe a little booklet or something. Which just describes what goes, what's in the disc. You're not getting Pretty any much. kind of anything else. Um, but everything that's on the discs in the large set that came out earlier, um, you know, a few months ago is on these discs. So you get all of the special features, all of the, the, the restorations, the dubs, the um, commentaries, the there's the comedy commentary the texarkana uh commentary on one of them uh so yeah, yeah you get you know all stuff from kyle yount stuff from uh steve rifle all that kind of stuff is yeah. in these uh on these discs so yeah it, you're it's just not, you're uh, just not getting the printed material is right. basically what you're not getting so i i think this is a decent deal 
like this this is definitely a decent deal especially because i have um a lot of the showa era already on dvd mm-hmm. and so i may pick up just because i didn't get i was one of the ones that missed out on the on the complete collection that came out earlier from arrow but uh yeah. because i already have most of the showa era it wasn't i wasn't really missing out that much um right. on as far as the movies were concerned but i might pick up the heisei one just so i can have mm-hmm. the complete heisei set yeah you should you should because i think uh i mean 60 uh, like a, as a as a maximum of 65 dollars that's not bad at all that's about what uh, that's i think that's around the price that elijah and i guessed they were going to come in at when we did our uh yeah our episode yeah. on on the actual the first release box set and i'm you know basically i'm i'm just happy that it's coming because you know Arrow is definitely milking Gamera, uh, which is great because Gamera, that franchise deserves it. And, you know, more Gamera in the hands of more fans, uh, new and old fans, is always a good thing. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I know a lot of folks were disappointed uh, about the the first run being sold out so quickly. Uh, I imagine with these, it's going to be more mass produced. So you're going to have more chances to get your hands on uh, these sets. Um, now so, yeah. uh, let me ask you, do you know it? Cause it, it's available to pre-order also from mm-hmm. the arrow website. Do you right. know if they would ship to the U S if you order yes. from, they do. Okay. Yes. So yeah, so it's available for pre-order now also from the arrow, uh, website and it's the official release is, um, January 25th. So hopefully, hopefully we can all, all of us who missed out on the first set, we can still pick up this set. And yeah, it, it just, it, again, Arrow is killing it when it comes to their releases. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to them uh, doing more stuff in the future. Uh, you know, obviously the dream would be, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, Arrow getting the rights to, um, the Heisei Godzilla series. Oh yeah. Millennium or the millennium series. I mean, that's, that's the dream. Yeah, definitely. All right. So that's it for the news. Let's get into our main topic. And this week to celebrate the 50th episode of the podcast and our one year anniversary, we decided to just have the main topic be Kaiju weekly so far. So, so basically the main topic is going to be all about us. So all if, you about don't care, us. if you don't care about us, you can tune out now. Yep. If you don't care about us, you can tune out, but we will judge you harshly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, each week we ask a trivia question to hint to the next week's uh, episode. And so last week I asked a trivia question just because mm-hmm. uh, we, I knew this was the topic we were going to be covering. What was your favorite or what has been your favorite moment or episode of Kaiju Weekly so far? And okay. we got some feedback from people and I want to read out some of them. Now I've got to read out Nick Blackler's because oh, you got to read, you have to read all of it because it's pretty long. Oh, oh, it's yeah. It's, it's long, but it starts out. That's fine. That's it fine. starts out funny. And then he, he actually gives us uh, his you know feedback. Um, so here's, here's what Nick said. 
I've been waiting for this question. Okay, favorite part, hands down, was when Caitlin finally said yes to Horatio right in front of Brad, knowing how devastated Brad would be, seeing how he just found out Horatio, his half-uncle father, he thought died in a plane crash over the Borneo jungle, was alive. Not only alive, but marrying Caitlin. Caitlin, the Duchess, rightful heir to the throne of Cathal, the very Duchess that Brad knows sabotaged the very plane Horatio was on. <laughs> so thank you, Nick, for sending that. Um, but he also <laughs> said, seriously, though, I love you guys and this podcast, and I don't think I can pick a favorite moment. A couple cold opens have me have had me in tears. Keep making great content and keep being a couple of radical dudes. Happy one year anniversary. Well, thank you, Nick. We really appreciate that. You've actually been one of our most loyal uh, and uh, consistent. Uh, can I say Stan? Is it is it fair to call him a Stan <laughs> at this point? Yeah, uh, Nick stands us. Okay, Nick stands us. Thank you, Nick, for standing us. Um, yeah, I we really appreciate you, man. We we every time I post in the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group, um, he's always there, leaving a comment. Anytime we post on on uh, Twitter, if he's if he sees it, because I know he is on Twitter, if yep. he sees it, he will comment. He's always super positive about the work we're doing here on the podcast. Um, so yeah, thank you, Nick, for for being with us this long. And he always gives us a funny answer. Like he, he, he is always, he, he has a great sense of humor and he's always given us a funny answer. So, so we really appreciate you sticking with us, Nick, and always listening and uh, always, always uh, interacting with us. Cause we love the interaction from people. Yeah. That's one of the things that that's why we have the mailbag segment. That's why we have the trivia question is because we, when I, when I restarted this podcast, I didn't want to just talk about movies i wanted to interact with people and that was the way i kind of thought that i could get people to interact with me um now our mailbag eh, we've struggled to get people to send us letters um but we we rarely ever have problems with people answering the trivia questions uh so we're so glad when people interact with us um it's funny because uh, when I asked on Twitter, what is your favorite moment or episode of Kaiju Weekly so far? Elijah's uh, first response from Kaiju Conversation, Elijah, former uh, co-host, or not co-host, but guest host. Of yes. Pod, uh, he said, yes. Just uh, yes, all of it. but then he also said that his favorite part of kaiju weekly is the fun conversations by travis and michael he says i never ceased to not enjoy an episode because of how well they work together they are so much fun and so entertaining it's hard to not enjoy listening to them happy one year anniversary hashtag yeti nipples hashtag butt rockets (laughs) thank you elijah thank you for always keeping that a thing on our podcast <laughs> speaking of which chris deggle and kaiju hime destiny former oh. co- uh, former guest host of the of the um pod uh both of them said well chris deggle said anytime yeti giant of the 20th century is mentioned was his favorite part of the podcast and and destiny said when i learned about yeti 
as her favorite moment from the podcast. So Yeti. Okay. Now I, we, we talked about this the other day for a movie that we have never reviewed on the podcast in the entire one year. Why does this keep coming? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know because we we've talked about we've talked about this we talked about that people we we've talked about that great podcasts that have reviewed this movie actually reviewed it like Gargantu cast like Tokyo Lives I don't know if Kaiju Transmissions has done it yet but if they did they would probably do a better job than we would but for some yeah. reason we have been attached to this movie now I know where it comes from it comes from uh our experience with Kaiju Quarantine and my my undying enthusiasm for the movie. <laughs> for some ungodly reason, it has attached itself to us like a I don't know, like a tick. like a like a like a tick, like a little tick that just keeps <laughs> gnawing. At us. Uh, and every now and then, that little tick will rear its ugly little head and say "Yeti Nipper," and then it'll just recede back into the ether uh, from whence it came. And there we go. And, and all I will say is, 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 is destiny. Kaiju Hime. I warned you. I gave you a very staunch warning. Do not go and watch that movie. If you don't want to let the experience of that moment of the, well, the, the experience of that movie in general, just wash right over you in a negative way. Um, we have described that movie as a 1970s porno, but without the sex. Um, and I think that that is a fitting description for that movie. Um, I, I, I guarantee you at some point yep. we actually will get around to reviewing it just so we can sit here and laugh at it the whole time and it will not be a serious review. There is no doubt there, there will not be a serious review, but it'll just me be me and Travis probably sitting here drinking, making fun of that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of just, I, I, I'm, I'm tempted to just not review it. Just like not have it, not have it, because like uh -huh. you said, there are other podcasts that have reviewed this movie. Like we're not, the, we are not the only podcast that like the reason I even know the, the, the movie exists is because of other podcasts. But for some reason, people don't associate their podcast with this movie, but we <laughs> have become the Yeti podcast and we haven't even reviewed the movie. So I just want to kind of just like run it, run the gag out and just keep going and not review the movie <laughs> just for as long as possible. It's I'm like glad that I'm glad though, that, that, uh, that Yeti nipples have stuck to us longer <laughs> than uh, butt rockets because I don't know if I want butt rockets sticking to me at all. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know, but Elijah and, and Nathan, I talked to last night and they had, they, mm -hmm. uh, they had a question of what is it with Kaiju podcasts and their obsession with butts? Because, uh, you have the butt rockets, which actually comes from monsters versus men. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and then my tweet the other day about about uh uh jet jaguar uh flying up megalon's butt <laughs> and expanding and blowing him up from the inside well my 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 thought on that is um if if i can get a little serious here for a second my my, my thought about that is is 
our attract our overall attraction to butts comes from a, a deep the deep seated knowledge of knowing that even the the biggest butts um, they won't lie to you. Um, they, they, in fact, they cannot lie. Honestly, um, we, they, that has been proven in, in, in both song and dance that, uh, large posteriors, uh, cannot tell falsities to you. They cannot lie. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. <laughs> butts are just funny. Butts are funny. <laughs> the word "butt" is just funny. It's uh, funny. You ever just, do you ever just think about a certain word in mm-hmm. the English language? Like it, you'll use it one day, and it'll just hit you at like how funny the word is. Like the like the other day, I was. Um, this is getting a little personal, but I told Lisa I was walking. I, I was. Oh, I don't like where this is going. I was walking vigorously <laughs> through the house. And, uh, she says, she says, got a poop. And I said, yep. And then I sat there on, I sat there on the toilet thinking to myself, you know what? Poop is a funny word. <laughs> poop is a really funny word for some reason. I don't know who came up with that word. What is this podcast? 50 episodes, 50 episodes, one year of podcasting. And this is what it has come to. <laughs> <laughs> what what are we even doing oh man um anyway hello new listeners <laughs> okay so if you're an if you're a brand new listener to this podcast i just have to say obviously we love to have fun on this podcast and we have a, his- <laughs> and we have a history of with a we have a history and a network of friends who like to heckle us with things like rockets and butts and poop and all that good stuff so obviously we don't take ourselves way too seriously um, and honestly, you're just going to have to get used to it. Uh, eventually the Stockholm syndrome will set in and you will begin to enjoy it with everybody else. Yep. Yep. Um, moving on. <laughs> um, we also had another person who sent in on Twitter, uh, some feedback on what their favorite episode of the podcast was. Uh, and they said, uh, it's, it was, uh, MS cat mom nine. And they said, why does that sound so familiar? Why does MS cat mom sound so familiar? Uh, because she watched the, the, uh, Kaiju quarantine stream with us. Oh yeah. The night you and I got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. The night that we all got canceled. Everybody was canceled. Everybody connected to that stream. Everybody who even thought about that stream at some point in their life will get canceled. (laughs) Um, so anyway, uh, she sent over, uh, uh, episode 20 attack of the killer tomatoes was her favorite because the co-host, uh, the guest host that week, uh, really didn't like the film. And so it made the podcast so much funnier to listen to. And that was the episode that AJ was on, uh, our New Zealander friend, uh, who was so kind to take time out of his day, take time out of his week to mm-hmm. watch the movie and come on this podcast and talk about it. And With then a straight I, face. And made him watch a movie that he did not enjoy watching at all. <laughs> I am so sorry, AJ, because ever since then, I have 
every time we've had a guest, I've kind of off, mm-hmm. I've offered it to the guests, like what movie would you like us to review? Mm-hmm. And so uh, the guest has kind of picked the movie, or at least they've said I'm open to whatever. Uh, yeah. But AJ, AJ was well. AJ said the, the only stipulation he gave me was make sure it's a movie that we haven't covered on his podcast, which is uh, Cult Popture, uh, which everyone mm-hmm. should go check out because they are funny guys. Um, mm-hmm. He said, make sure it's one we haven't covered on our podcast. So I made sure it was one he definitely didn't cover on his podcast. <laughs> From now on, AJ, you got to be more specific, man. You, you got to yeah. be more specific. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we, I, I, I feel so bad for making AJ suffer through that. But at the same time, not so much because I really love that movie. I really do. So uh, I'm sorry. I know know we have a lot of other feedback to read Travis, but I kind of want to spend, I want to linger on, I want to linger for a few minutes and talk about uh, the origins of Kaiju weekly. Cause like we talked about, I was not on episode one and for new listeners out there, they may not know that this podcast, the, the current, uh, iteration of this podcast is not actually the very first iteration of this podcast. So, um, you know, you're the one who started it. So why don't we go through and you let everybody know why and why you started Kaiju weekly and, and just kind of go from there. Yeah. Well, uh, I started Kaiju weekly with a friend of mine, Jake back Mm -hmm. in 2017, and I know that a lot of people aren't aware that it's been around that long because those episodes are are no longer available to listen to because they, they weren't great. They, they weren't great. I might put one out as a bonus one day just so everybody can hear it, but they weren't great. Um, and I really I started it because I, I had been wanting to start a podcast uh, about something that I that that I enjoy talking about um and i'm i'm a very enthusiastic person if people can't tell by listening for one year uh i am a very enthusiastic person i'm enthusiastic about a lot of things right and so trying to decide what to do a podcast about i settled on doing giant monster movies because i love giant monster movies i love godzilla godzilla is one of those things that's just been a constant in my life since i was a, a little bitty kid for as long as i can remember and jake had never seen any giant monster movies. And so we started out the podcast kind of the way that monsters versus men does where, or at least how they started where you have someone who's enthusiastic about the movies and someone who's new to the, to the movies. And that's what we were doing. And at the time I was completely unaware of any other kaiju podcasts. As far as I was concerned, we were the only ones doing this. And, you know, of course I've learned, yeah, at the, at that time you had Kyle Yount doing kaiju cast and a few others that were going on at that time. So it's like, yeah, they, there were others around, but I was completely unaware. Uh, mm-hmm. I, as far as I was concerned, we were the only kaiju podcast out there. And uh, yeah, we, we had fun. I had fun doing those and then life got in the way and we had to stop Um, we were never consistent we were called kaiju weekly but we were never consistently every week anyway and a year or two passes and i'm like i want to do something i have to i'm the creative type i have to do something creative to just have an outlet Mm. and i'm like i want to do something fun something creative 
I kind of want to do the podcast again because it was a lot of fun to do, but I don't have a co-host anymore because Jake is no longer available to, to be a co-host. And so it, it took a little while of me just rolling it around in my head. And eventually I got in contact with Steven, the first co-host that most people um, might be aware of for, you know, for the relaunch of the, of the podcast. And Steven and I didn't know each other, but we both loved giant monsters and we were both interested in uh, podcasting. And so he said, I'd, you know, he said he would help me get going again on the podcast. And so we got started and I owe us, I owe so much to Steven. I really wish we could have gotten him on for this one year anniversary, maybe for our two year anniversary. We'll see how things work out because of his schedule with his life and, and his family. Um, but I owe so much to him for helping me get started and helping me maintain consistency for those first few episodes of doing it every single week. And then you came along, Michael, and we start, you know, we took off from there and me and you, you know, hit it off really well. And yeah, it, it's just, it's been a fun ride. I yeah, really, really, I'm really surprised that we've been able to maintain it on a weekly basis because very few podcasts, very few Kaiju podcasts are right. weekly. Yeah. Cause there's everyone. I think the trend now is, I think the trend with, at least within the giant monster community, Kaiju community um, tends to be, everyone puts out an episode every other week. I know mm-hmm. all of our friends do the, well, with the exception of, uh, uh Eric and Alex at monsters versus men, they put out an episode every single Monday. Um, Henry right. puts out Henry puts out an episode every single Friday. With the exception of those two, though, everybody else puts out every other week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which honestly, uh, I can understand why now, why people, because when I started listening to podcasts, when I started getting back into Godzilla and Kaiju, I wasn't so deep into the fandom that I wanted to listen to other people talk about the films. I just wanted to watch the films, enjoy them for what they were, and then just kind of move on. But around the time we started getting rumors about Godzilla, uh, King of the Monsters, I started digging more into podcasts. And so I discovered, of course, the Kaiju cast because I'd heard it was the best Kaiju podcast out there. Unfortunately, when I started listening, they were only a few episodes away from ending the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, which all their episodes are still up there. You can still listen to them, but that kind of made me sad because I, I knew I wouldn't be getting brand new content every week or every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started looking around other podcasts. Some of them were okay. Some of them were not great. Um, not going to say who, cause I don't want to, I don't want to be mean. Um, but I listened to a few, I listened to several, uh, and the ones that the, the ones that finally stuck were, uh, the monster Island film vault, which is our friend, Nathan, uh, you at Kaiju weekly, you and Steven and the Kaiju apostle, our friend, David, uh, David and Chris. Mm-hmm. So those three stuck, uh, around for me. And I just kind of built my library from those core, uh, Kaiju podcasts. And from there I, I found uh, monsters versus man and some others. And, um, so I started digging into, I started getting in more and more into the fandom and I joined this kind I joined several Facebook groups. I told, I, I was talking about this to, uh, I think it was Lisa Navziger when I was talking, when I talked to her 
on my show and um we were talking about how I got really deep into the Facebook groups, some of them hit or miss, and it's really hard to have a conversation with, you know, 30,000 plus people all uh, going on about the same exact thing. It's really hard to have a actually meaningful conversation with folks. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I joined uh, a, a little group uh, by called Kaiju, the Kaiju Groupie. Facebook group at the time when I joined, they only had like a hundred members. So it was really small. Like it was really small. And I, and I like smaller Facebook groups. I don't like these huge groups, honestly. Um, and so that helped me kind of get the itch to talk to people. Right. And so I started digging into podcasts and, uh, I think I've listened to an episode. I think I was, I think the first episode I ever listened to you guys was your episode on Gorgo. I think I'm pretty sure um, it was your episode on Gorgo. Um, and I enjoyed it. And so I reached and you guys were asking for feedback. So I, I got your email address. I, I sent you guys like three different feedback questions. Um, and I think on the last or the second to last episode, um, before I came on, you said, well, you know, he said, if we keep saying this guy's name, we're gonna have to have him on as a guest. And so, uh, Steven at the time needed to take a break, uh, for one, you guys were taking a break for the holidays mm -hmm. and Steven needed to take a personal break. He just, you know, he, he has his own job. He has his own things that he's working on. So he needed a break from doing a second podcast. And so I came on for, uh, Frankenstein conquers the world was my very first episode. I went back and listened to that episode the other day and yeah, um, yeah, it was okay was okay, but it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't my best performance. I'll just say that. Um, but it was a lot of fun and I stuck around and you asked me on, I think it was when we did, um, we did the Ultraman episode episodes mm -hmm. like five through six or something like, or five through five through seven or something like that. Um, you asked me if I wanted to stick around for longer and I said, sure, you know, um, because at the time we were starting to see things sort of shifting here in the West with like COVID and some other things going on. Uh, it didn't quite, it didn't quite get really bad up in like maybe around March, it started to really get bad, but mm -hmm. um, you know, it was a good hobby for me. It was a good little, it was a good way for me to talk to, to fans because at the time I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. Like my wife, Lisa doesn't really care about this stuff. She'll watch movies with me when I want to go watch them. She watched all the MonsterVerse films just because I wanted to watch them. And she'll sometimes watch an old uh, black and white monster movie with me when I want to watch it. Um, but uh, she was never really into it, so I couldn't really talk to her. And all my other friends, they don't really care about this. And you know, I started chit-chatting with people online. I met you and came on the podcast. And uh, I've you know, through Kaiju Weekly, I've been able to meet all kinds of other fantastic people like our friend Sam and Chris and uh, David, Nathan and, and Alex, Eric, all of them. Um, so I owe a lot to this show. I owe a lot to Kaiju Weekly. I owe a lot to you for taking a chance and letting me come on because you didn't know me. I could just I could be the weirdest person, you know, you probably <laughs> still think I'm pretty weird. but That's OK. Um but yeah, I owe a lot to this show because it's given me an outlet to come on and talk to you every week about just stuff that stuff that, that I like, you know, and it's given me an opportunity to talk to other fans out there on, on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And not, and, and really, uh, it starts out as just talking about, well, what's your favorite Godzilla movie, you know, stuff like that. But some of the conversations we've all been having now, 
uh, either in private or in public have been of more substantive nature where they're still sort of fan related, but we're having actual meaningful conversations. And I don't think I would have done that if I wouldn't have been brave enough to come on Kaiju Weekly. And as, and as far as uh, it, people may not believe this, but I'm actually sort of an introvert. I'm, I'm very private. I keep my, I keep, you know, I, I'm pretty much reserved throughout the week. I'm a homebody. Uh, I work from home. Uh, my day job is an art director, but I, and I, so I work from home. I talk to people on a daily basis cause I have to, um, if I didn't have to, I wouldn't, uh, because I'm still sort of an introvert. What this podcast has done for me, it is, it has forced me to be sort of an extrovert and, and kind of get outside my comfort zone with folks Mm-hmm. And and talk to people, which has later spurred into my own show, my own show that I do every now and then uh, with some great people around the fandom. So, you know, yeah, it's just it's sort of where I'm at. Yeah. So much that has come from having this podcast just from this first year uh, getting to do Kaiju Quarantine, you know, being able to organize that event with other podcasters to uh, to have fun to help people forget about the problems that are going on in the world, even for just a day or two, that kind of stuff. It's just, it's amazing that we've been able to, um, it's, it's, you know, what we've been able to do just in this one, this one year, this, this one year of consistency. Yeah. Yeah. I did start in 2017. So we could, we could say that, you know, the, the podcast has been around longer than a year, but, we're counting from when we were actually consistently putting out weekly episodes. And, and that was, you know, that started one year ago this week. Um, let's talk about some of our favorite moments from this past year, just because I do want to talk about some specific things I want to talk about early on. We were doing, and actually really up until I think probably about 10 episodes ago, we mm-hmm. were still doing fake ads and mm-hmm. the joke yeah, was when, when me and Steven started doing that, the joke was, well, we don't have anybody who's going to advertise on our podcast because we're not big enough and we don't have sponsors. So let's make up our own sponsors and mm-hmm. have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And so we were doing that for a long time and it was, it was a lot of fun, but it also ended up being a lot of work because trying to come up with an ad each week, sometimes things didn't just like jump out to me and, or jump out to Steven or jump out to you. And so we, we've kind of migrated away from it. We may do a fake ad every once in a while, but uh, if people liked those things, I'm sorry that it hasn't stuck around as a constant in every episode, but of the ones that we've done, I've got to say my, the ones I'm the most proud of the, there's three of them that I have there. I'm most proud of my, Mm -hmm. the one that is Dwayne, the pet rock Johnson. (laughs) Which was from the uh, Rampage episode. episode. I wrote that. Steven read it, did the read, but I wrote that. And I was so proud of all of the inside jokes and all of the little nods to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Like, it was just so funny. And Steven did a great job reading it. And so I love that uh, ad. one of my other favorites was for the monsters versus men episode that we had them on when we did underwater, uh, mm-hmm. where I just did this episode is brought to you by the ocean. It's scary down there. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That was a <laughs> like, really good one. Just that simple. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah. And of course, the gumbo commercial where I really got to let my southern kind of somewhat Cajun accent, not great Cajun accent, uh, got to really exercise that in the gumbo commercial that I, that we did mm -hmm. for Godzilla versus Sea Monster. Um, but I wanted to ask you, what are some of your favorite ads from that we've done? Uh, I have some different ones than you, uh, and for and for reasons. Um, my first one, I gotta say, the Bear Be Gone pest control, where Stephen, uh, in his in his very professional radio announcer voice, goes, "Bear Be Gone pest control." You know, uh, mm -hmm. that was a good one because that ad was attached to my very first episode with Kaiju Weekly when oh, we yeah. did Frank when we did Frankenstein Conquers the World. Uh, so that one's sort of a, a, a that one I remember because of that. Um, we were talking about uh, we were talking about like really short, obvious sort of quippy ads. And the one we did with uh, the one we did when we did uh, uh, Godzilla versus Mothra from 1992. And we were talking about um, uh, uh, capital. We were, we were making fun of sort of capitalists like capital. Oh yeah. And we did uh, fake ads. This brought away this, this episode of Kaiju weekly is brought to you by fake ads. I don't know if I, I think I recorded that one. Um, I think that may have been my very first ad that I actually recorded, uh, myself, uh, cause that up to that point, it was either you or Steven recording the ads. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> so that was a lot of fun and that was sort of meta because it was, it was, it was, I don't know if it quite broke the fourth wall. Uh, but it was sort of like one of those moments where yes, it's a fake ad about fake ads poking fun at uh, capitalist environmentalists, capitalists envi and, and environmentalists. Right. So yeah, it, it worked on a lot of levels and I thought that one was a lot of fun. And uh, the one I recorded that I'm probably the most proud of is the one that we cut when we did um, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla from 74. It was uh, King Caesar's Kaiju karaoke joint. Uh, and I did the, I tried to do my best Barry White impression. I didn't pull it off, but you know, it is, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, that was my very first time, uh, playing around with, uh, sound effects and music. And mm -hmm. so I thought that one was, that, that one turned out pretty good. And I was really proud of that one. Yeah. Yeah. That one turned out really good. Um, I remember writing that one and just thinking like, uh, I hope that, Michael can pull this off because I, I was writing it with the idea of like, this is just a jive talking character that's, <laughs> that's, you know, doing all this um, kind of like, it jazz. wasn't quite jive talking. It was more like, hello, audio listener. This is Wolfman Jack. Right. You. you know, that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's the direction I took it. I think, um, maybe if one of us was able to do more of the, the jive talk, the scat talk or something like that, it would have worked a little bit better, but I'm really proud no, of all that. Yeah, no, it turned out great. I, it, it, it really turned out great. I was, that's, that's one that I really enjoyed too. It almost made my top three that I had picked, but I just, uh, I think it got beat out by the, the Dwayne, the rock pet rock Johnson, just cause I was like, I just was so <laughs> proud of that. So proud of that. And I even created a fake, like actual ad, like a meme. And if uh -huh. people go onto our Instagram and you go did. all the way back to like one of the first things I posted on Instagram for the Kaiju Weekly Instagram. It's on there, the pet Dwayne the Pet Rock Johnson. <laughs> so it's great. Um, now I wasn't going to, I, I didn't want to title this segment our favorite guest because, of course, we love all of the guests that we've had 
equally. Right. They're they're all great. But what episode w- with a guest has been your favorite so far? <laughs> uh, I was just talking about this with somebody the other night. Um, and they, it may have been Elijah, possibly. I don't really recall at this point, or it may have been David. Um, we talk, I, I said that my favorite ad was, or my, I'm sorry, not favorite ad. Sorry. My favorite episode that we had with a guest was actually our uh, Kong Skull Island episode when we had uh, Sam Perrin of uh, Cinematica and Amelia come on and talk to us about King Kong genitals. And oh, yeah why uh king kong is so massive that he wouldn't actually survive uh mm-hmm. you know that was uh, and that sounds really dark and i'm sorry audio listener that sounds really dark but um but go back and listen to the episode it's it's really informative it really is and and uh uh sam comes from a, is he is he the biologist or the ecologist he's the ecologist okay so he's the ecologist um and so he came at it from a very scientific uh, background and it was really fascinating to he- hear him um, uh, talk about all those things in context of how they would actually work in an ecosystem if Kong was here and was a, an, an actual living breathing thing. Um, that was that's probably been my favorite guest episode. So One of my favorite factoids that I learned when Sam was on for that episode mm-hmm. is that mammals, um, animals, they they tend to in the wild um, urinate really fast. Like they don't waste time urinating because you're whenever you're doing that, you're exposing yourself to being uh, attacked. Right. So, uh, so for safety, you know, animals urinate. And so the amount of pressure that Kong would generate as massive as he is to urinate as fast as what a, a gorilla urinates in the wild, uh, it would level trees and and mountains and things. And so it's like, I, I love having Sam on because like you said, Sam approaches it from a scientific uh, point of view but he's also really funny yeah. he's also really funny so so having him not only bring the wealth of knowledge the actual mm-hmm. academic knowledge that he has mm-hmm. but the humor that he brings yeah. to it i love having sam on and we will yeah. definitely have sam on more often because he has offered to be on again yeah. and we we are always welcome to have he's always welcome on yeah i i like having i li- i like listening to sam uh, I'd like to, I'd love to sit down and, and talk to Sam one-on-one and just, but I, I don't know how I would approach that, honestly, um, because I don't come from a really deep scientific background, but I would still love to do that. Uh, I mean, we've had so many great guests we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, like you said, it's really hard to pick them because um, you know, we've had Nathan on to talk about, you had him on to talk about Night of the Lepus and that episode is a lot of fun. I, did, I wasn't oh, yeah. able to be a part of that one. Uh, we've had Alex and Eric monsters versus men. We just had destiny come on, uh, to talk about annihilation. She's a fantastic guest and she, uh, is doing some great work out there in the fandom. I mean, we've just had so many Chris from Gargantua cast. When we talked mm-hmm. about uh, Japanese Spider-Man, that was a fun episode because I oh, had yeah. no clue what I was getting myself into, uh, going into that. And, um, Elijah's really, been on a couple of times. Elijah's been on a lot. I, I think yeah. he is our, I think he currently has the title of 
longest recurring guest or re reoccurring guest, I think. He's uh, been on two main episodes and one bonus episode. One so bonus yeah, he episode. has he has Sam beat by one bonus. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I mean, like you said, we've had a lot of fun guests and they've all been they've all been very good friends of ours too, which makes mm -hmm. the dynamic even better. Uh Dr. Z, Emily Zarka was a fantastic episode. Having her having her on when we did um uh Mothra versus Godzilla, uh and and because she's a huge Mothra fan. Uh, mm -hmm. and just her, hearing her story and her background and getting her perspective on this movie and sort of the giant, I, we talked a little bit about the giant mon about the fandom, not in great detail, but it's nice to see people out there that come from all of these different backgrounds that we've had. I feel like we've probably had to this point, some of the most, um, in terms of maybe ex life experiences or uh, 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 backgrounds is probably mm -hmm. the best word to put it in, in the most diverse uh, guest list in terms of like life, life experience and backgrounds. So yeah. of any other giant monster podcast out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just thinking about, cause like Emily Zarka is a teacher and a, um, with a PhD in um, uh, literature and she you know, hosts uh, a PBS show about monsters and talks about their history and their cultural significance and things like that. So you have her, you have Sam, who is who just is working on his doctorate in ecology. Uh, and then you have the podcasters like uh, Elijah and uh, and the Monsters versus Men and and Chris. Uh, like we we have such a huge variety of people who have been on our podcast so far and we plan on having even more uh mm -hmm, guests sure. in the future like I, I i really want to have more where we're not slowing down uh aj from from uh cult popture uh mm -hmm. came on again we, he was on the attack of the killer tomatoes that was it was a lot of fun to talk to him he was one of the first people that I planned on having as a guest. I, I really wanted him on because I was already a fan of Colt Popcher mm -hmm. and I was already a fan of what, he, what he does on his podcast. And so I was like, just so happy to have him on uh, the guest that I have enjoyed having, especially the episode that I've had uh, that I enjoyed the most Um is going to be the Earth Day special that we did with with Dr. Emily Zarka, Dr. Z, mm -hmm. because I was I, I'm already such a fan of hers. I am I respect her work. I respect her a lot. And she and I was very, very nervous about reaching out to her about being on the podcast. And she turned out to be such the just loveliest person and this just wonderful, wonderful human being and just so much fun to talk to. And, and uh, we shared the love and enthusiasm for Mothra. So just loved hearing her talk about that. So that was, that I think is my favorite uh, episode featuring a guest. Um, but I, I also have to give just special mention to, again, guest special guest host who became main host of the of the podcast, Michael, because 
like you started out as just a guest you were and and you you told me that it's like yeah I'll, I'll come on for a couple episodes because you know you you wanted to like you said you were happy to talk to somebody about these giant monster things and and everything and you never intended to stick around for as long as you have and it kind of just and 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 when when Stephen told me and, and I'm not you know and this is not to to diminish Stephen's involvement in the show at all because I oh, no, owe no, 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 a no. lot Steve, to him. Oh yeah, absolutely. I like Stephen. I I loved Steve. I loved Stephen and yours rapport up to yeah. that point. But when he told me that he just couldn't do it anymore, that he that he wasn't going to be able to continue doing this podcast because he had his own podcast and he had his own uh, you know day job and his own family and he had so many responsibilities that he just he had to let this go. That I was distraught. I was like, I don't know what to do. I really have no idea. I we've we've got the podcast going again. I'm having so much fun doing it, and now it's coming to an end again. And I just don't know what to do. Mm. And you stepped up and you said, "No, I'll, I'll I'll step in and I'll I'll be your your co-host." And if it wasn't for that, we would have ended back in you know in like episode fifteen. Mm. We probably wouldn't we wouldn't have made it past episode fifteen. But the fact that you stepped in and have kept it going, we're now at episode 50 and we've already got like our schedule planned out for next year. Yeah. So it's, it's, I'm so grateful yeah. for having you on and having you stick around and for being able to continue this podcast because it is something that I really enjoy doing and it means yeah. a lot to me. That yeah, we can do this every week. You're going to make me tear up, man. Honestly, <laughs> you're going to make me tear up a little bit, but no, you're right. I, I didn't like the plan was for just me to come on for, I think what, three, four episodes and then fade off into the sunset. And then mm -hmm. um, I think you sent me that message and like, Hey, I hate to bother you, but cause you, for a long, for the longest time you would start with, you would start every single message to me with, Hey, I hate to bother you, but <laughs> uh, but you know, Stephen had to step away, which which is fine. You know, um, you know, life happens. Life happens, and and you got to take care of what's important. You know, that's that's that's. I would do the same thing in a heartbeat. Oh, and yeah. um, you know, at the time, um, myself included, I was I was going through a lot too. So I think I think this podcast gave me an outlet to, uh, to talk to somebody because, you know, up, you know, I had lost my mom in December. Um, I came on the show in January, uh, and then lost my, lost my dad in March. And so, uh, this show gave me something to look forward to every week when at the time I was not in a good place. I was not in a very mental, like I was mentally and emotionally, I was not in a good place at all. Um, you know, there's a lot of times I would not want to do this show, but I did it because I know that I, if I spent this hour to an hour and a half, sometimes two hours, uh, yeah. uh, talking about giant monster movies with you and again, and if we had a guest on that was, that was two hours, you know, I wasn't feeling bad. 
that was two hours that I wasn't grieving my parents or that was, you know, that was two hours that, um, I just could distract myself. And, you know, as the months and stuff have went by and as things have gotten better, um, it's, it's come, it's just a part of my normal routine now. You know, obviously mm-hmm. I, I recently took a break just because I think breaks are good. Breaks are very right. good for your mental health. And, oh yeah. um, you have to take them from now on. You have to take them every now and then or else you get burnt out for the type of show that we do. We do, we not only review a movie, but we talk about the news. So there's more to it than just sitting down and chit chatting about a movie. Uh, and we, you know, we have to have substance, substantive content to give folks every mm-hmm. week. And that's a big responsibility, right? Yeah. That's, it oh, yeah. feels like a, that feels like a big responsibility. And, uh, and uh, yes, it's a hobby. Yes. You know, we don't make any money off of this whatsoever. Um, we have a T public store, but you know, we don't really make any money off of that. We just do that. You do that just because you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love putting stupid things on t-shirts. You do. Every, <laughs> every stupid thing you say on the podcast usually winds up on a t-shirt, but which, yep. makes me, which surprises me that you've not put Yeti nipple on a t-shirt yet, but Ugh. there's probably reasons for that. Um, <laughs> And, and butt rockets, but no, yeah. in, in all, in all seriousness, um, you know, this show gave me an outlet to talk to people. It gave me an outlet to just share a hobby with somebody where, you know, mm-hmm. I'm from small town USA and there's not a lot of Godzilla and Toku fans where I live. And so, you know, I don't have that. Even the people that, and I work with some nerdy folks, um, through my day job, but, they're not into that. We're not all into the same thing. You know, there's a couple anime fans, but that's the extent of it. Right. And, and I don't yeah. know a whole lot about anime. Um, but yeah, I've probably rambled on for too long about in the, at least in this, <laughs> this section, but I, I did, I, I said all that to say that, uh, you know, this, this show has given me a lot and that's why, that's why I continue to do it. Um, I continue yeah. to do it because we get so much, it gives, it gives a, it gives you and I both joy and we've met and we've apparently given other people joy as well. So that always feels good. Yeah. Which we're going to get to some of the, um, some of the, uh, uh, feedback that we've gotten some emails that we've gotten from people in our mailbag segment. Um, but I, I, bef- I want to finish off some of our favorite moments because yeah, we, we switched out, we switched out from doing ads to, uh, to doing cold opens where we just have a little, a little out of context <laughs> moment from the episode. And then we get into the, the, uh, actual theme song. And I was trying to remember how it started. And I remembered, I remembered last night how it started. So I remember sitting here and we had hit record and right as we hit record, you had decided, oh, you or n- didn't decide, but you you were like, oh, I've got to go take care of something real quick. And you got up from the computer and you walked away. Drink. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. And, and you walked away. But as you walked away, you started uh, whistling the Gamera theme song uh, from Gamera versus Guiron. <laughs> and I was like oh, this is too good not to leave in. So I quickly jumped in. And I was like, okay, listeners, uh, Michael's not here, but uh, I'm going to leave in the the whistling and stuff. And and it was so funny. And I've, I've one of the great things about just ha- the way me and you interact and just because it's just part of my personality is I will say stupid things, just stupid random things. 
And so, so taking some of those things out of context and putting them at the beginning of the episode before you get into, so you can get kind of like a taste of what's mm-hmm. to come in the mm-hmm. episode, I think mm-hmm. was really smart, especially since we were kind of burning out on the, on the ads. We were kind of running out of ideas for ads. Um, so out of all of the cold opens we've done so far, and we've, we're doing more, we're definitely going to keep doing it. My favorite one, I shared it on Twitter just today, uh, was the chipmunk voices. Because oh, it was like, just the bad review. Just the bad review. Uh, and that, that because I've, I've gotten to where I'm edit, when I edit the podcast, I'll speed up the, the, the audio so that I can get through it faster. Mm-hmm. And so in when I'm listening to the podcast, editing it, it sounds like the chipmunk voices. And that moment was so funny hearing it in the chipmunk voice that I just was like, I have to put this as the as the cold open. And it is still my favorite part. And I still will like listen to it every so often and laugh. And I don't usually laugh at myself because I don't find myself all that funny. Um, but that makes me laugh every single time and, and it's and it's really it comes down to not just me being silly but the timing because you mm-hmm. so quickly as soon as i started singing uh my milkshake brings other voices you were like nope 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 no 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 it just you were so quick <laughs> to shoot it down it was so funny so that is my favorite cold open um do you have a favorite cold open that we've done so far Oh yeah, I do, but I want to go back because it just made me think of something. We were just talk- we were talking about the- when we were doing traditional ads, um, the episode we and I'll I'll just touch on this really quick. We can move on, but um, the episode when we did King Kong escapes, when we did the, oh yeah, the, when we did the Doctor Who bit, yeah, like, who, and then yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I cannot remember exactly how that how that bit went. Okay, so audio listener, go back and listen to our. Uh, episode on King Kong escapes. I can't remember what the episode number is. I was trying to find it here in my podcatcher because it came to mind really quickly. Uh, but basically we just did a whole bit about, uh, Dr. Who. And that was, that was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, go back and listen to that. But it, it was, it was, um, episode 25, go back and listen yeah, episode to episode 25. 25. Um, yeah. Yeah, we did a who's on first type thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, with yeah. Doctor Who because Doctor Who in in uh in King Kong escapes. <laughs> yeah. Uh but we did uh probably one of my favorite cold opens aside from the gamma whistling like the Mhm. And uh that was good because that one caught me off guard because you texted me like, "Hey, I think you're really going to like the the opening this week." I'm like, "Okay." And um didn't really know anything about it. I just assumed we were going to, cause we had talked about doing the idea of doing like some kind of turt, like a brand of turtle soup. Right. It was uh-huh, something really right. generic. And, uh, you ended up throwing that in there and that was, that, that just, it just stuck. It was just, it just stuck. And I, and I've heard from several people that our cold opens are now one of the highlights of the show because they never know what random thing they're going to be greeted with when they start an episode. But, uh, right. um, <clears throat> it was our monster zero episode when we were going back and forth and you, and it starts off with, and his name is John Cena. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you're like, duh, 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 and you were trying your best. You're, you're trying so hard to do it yourself. 
Uh, and I edited that episode myself. And so later on, you'll hear I actually put in the, and his name is John Cena. But it was just really funny. Uh, it was just really funny uh, when when we um, when we did that one. Uh, also, the um, the most recent cold open when we did Voyage of Sinbad, the 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 George uh, the George Takei. Oh yeah, cold open was pretty funny because I remember Nathan texted me. Um, after listening to it, he's like, George Decay, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, really. I got my letters mixed up. Forgive me. It's fine. Um, but that was a really funny one. Um, oh man, there's just been, there's just been so many, there's just been so many. Yeah. Uh, the X from outer space. I was trying to remember what the cold open for X from outer space was. I think uh, that's the one where I, me and you were having a conversation about uh, the, you being, you appearing on Monsters vs. Men, uh, the MVM Plus. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I was like, you know, uh, they, they have yet to invite me on the pod, on, on their Patreon episode. Why don't they invite me? I have opinions about rockets shooting out of, uh, out of uh, Kaiju, mm -hmm. but Eric, I have opinions about kaiju and and whether rockets should shoot out or in their butts. Have me on the podcast, and so I put that as as the yeah. cold open. <laughs> and I think uh, I think that that cold open ends with um, we're going to get an explicit tag for this one. Yeah, we're going to get it goes straight in. Yeah. Now, <laughs> the, the thing about the thing that I've really enjoyed about uh, these cold opens, and sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're excellent. And then sometimes they're like, just, okay, that's fine. Um, is the timing. Like, cause like yeah. you said, you and I are just going back and forth with each other. Sometimes the cold opens are inspired by what happens before the show even starts. Right. Mm -hmm. um, or sometimes the cold open is something we say after we are done recording the podcast. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a really, it's been a really fun thing to do and it's cut down on, I know it's cut down on, on your editing time just to pull something out from the, from the, from the actual episode. And actually, it, it, I feel like it actually, I, I like the cold opens. I miss, I, I, I miss the ads, but I think I like the cold opens a little bit more because a lot of them are just so random that yeah. Yeah, I can see people when they're listening to our show and they're like, what? Yeah. What does, uh, what? <laughs> um, one of my other favorites is on 20 million miles to, uh, to earth. And you were, you were, just fixing to say something and you paused for just a second and i jumped in with uh, pepe what's wrong with you your hat is too tight to kill your brain and then there's a pause and then you start laughing which makes me laugh <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the that's where the episode takes off so it's like and that goes into because I, I have another question here for me favorite Michael moment is what I put down. And, oh, and for boy. me, it's anytime I say something really stupid or random and there's just that little pause that you do while you process it. And then you start laughing and sometimes you completely forget what you were saying before I said it. And so we have to just move on, but just anytime there's little things like that, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, that's, well, my favorite, well, I would just have to say that also applies to my favorite Travis moment because, um, sometimes you're right. I, I, I have to sit here and wonder why I, why I'm even on this show because of some of the stuff that you say. Um, <laughs> and there's those moments, uh, a lot of times toward the end when I'm trying to do the, uh, 
when we're trying to do the outro and I'm just trying to say goodbye and uh-huh. you just interrupt me with some <laughs> random thing and it just throws <laughs> me completely off. Um, that's always fun. Uh, there's just, the, there's just a lot of good moments. You say, we, you we, say through gritted teeth, that's always fun. That's <laughs> always fun. <laughs> uh, Travis. Uh. <laughs> um, one of the other things I want, the, the last thing I think we're going to do, and then we're going to move on, uh, is what, what has been your favorite review that we've done so far as oh. far as all the movies? Oh, um, God. I, I'll give you time to think about it while I I'll, I give sure. mine. Um, mine has been the giant claw. And the reason why I say it's a giant claw was because up until that point, you know, me and Steven, we had not, we were, we we're still getting to know each other. We didn't really know each other that well. And the giant claw was the first episode where I remember just laughing through the entire episode because we had so much fun just talking about that movie because the movie is so ridiculous and so it was just this, just the first time I, since restarting the podcast where I'm like, yeah, this is just, this is going to be a blast. This is going to be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Right. And, and so I, I remember that episode so much more than some of the other early episodes, because that was that first time where I'm just me and Steven just, we just had fun just yeah. absolutely from beginning to end of that episode. We had so much fun. Yeah, and I, I think I think I have two, and for very specific reasons. Uh, the first one would have to be Little Shop of Horrors. I think I had more fun with that one because I don't like musicals. That's just something I don't enjoy. I know you love musicals. I don't like them. But uh, I, re- I don't love. <laughs> okay, it's okay, you. You like them more than I do. Right. It's, yeah. That's very much. That's very safe to say. So I went into that. Not I, I went into watching that movie not really expecting to like it, and I and I remember and that one's and I <clears throat> and I and I picked that one or one of the ones being that one is because that's a a movie that I did not expect to really enjoy and I re- and I ended up really enjoying it and we had a fu- we had a really good time talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that is the very first episode we we sang together. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the first episode we sang together. Uh, if there was more, if there was one before that, I can't think of it. Um, so that episode was just a lot of fun for me. Uh, probably the next one, if I had to pick would be our Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla episode, because I think we just did a really good job with that one. Uh, yeah, there's ones that we've done that have been okay. And then there have one, and then there's ones that we've done that have been really excellent. Uh, because you and I always talk about after the episode is done, we're like, so how'd you feel about that? And sometimes we're like, I thought it was all right. Or I don't think we did that. I don't think we did that one as good as the other. And, and it ends up being fine. You know, we've never, mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever put out a terrible episode. That's never happened so far. Hopefully it never will. Um, knock on wood. And, um, but that one, I feel like we did a really good job with. Right. Cause mm-hmm. we both were researched. We both were, we knew what we were talking about. Not that we don't know what we're talking about usually, but, uh, we did a little extra research, a little extra study on that one. Um, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for that. Um, I like episodes where I like the episodes where we're sort of kind of talking off the cuff and we're off on the fly a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. but I really enjoy the ones where we've put a lot of thought into things and, um, 
you know, on the underwater episode with the guys from, from, you know, Alex and Eric, um, that was a lot of fun, but for the episodes that we've done together, just you and I little shop of horrors and, uh, Mac, uh Godzilla versus Mac Godzilla 74. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this real quick that ties in with that. Do you think there's an episode and, and it's okay if there's none, but, but I just, I'm just curious about this. Is there an episode that you would like to not necessarily re redo completely? Because uh, I think w w like you, I don't think we've put out a terrible episode. Um, but is there something that you would like to revisit maybe an episode or a movie that you'd like to redo or revisit at some point? Uh, that's a good question. Cause uh, there, I, there are, def there are definitely, there are definitely movies that we've done that I'm glad that we're probably never going to do those again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Overfield being one of them. Uh, uh, same with you. X from outer space was not fun for you as much as, as, as I was hoping it would be. Um, yeah. That's one I think I, I, I need to <clears throat> revisit. Um, and I don't know if we want to, I actually don't think we need to revisit the episode because I think, I think the episode was fine. And I think we did, we, you know, we did fine. Um, mm -hmm. But it is a movie I would like to revisit for sure, because it, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I expected to enjoy it. Um, I, one, I think we need to, for me personally, what I think we need to revisit is Orochi. Orochi was okay. a movie I had no idea what to expect going into it. Mm -hmm. um, I did a lot of research and uh, into like uh, Japanese mythology and uh, the the like the real life mythol mythological stories that it was inspired by, but I really had no idea what to expect going in. And I I feel like we might have been a, a little bit harsher, at least for me, I might have been a little bit harsher on that film than what I intended to be. Because looking back on it, I there's I, I kind of want to watch that film again because I remember mm. now looking at it and being like, that is that is a fun movie. It's weird and and it's and it's and it's like I think it, it does get a lot of harsh uh, treatment from fans uh, from from like the kaiju community. But I would really love to revisit that because I think there's a lot of things that we a lot of nods to. Uh, other franchises, other things like that. We found out during Kaiju Quarantine that one of the actors in it is from Godzilla 2000. Uh, he also played in Godzilla 2000 and I didn't recognize right. him and didn't realize right. that when we were reviewing it. And I'm like, I think we need to, I, I would like to revisit that one. But outside of that, I don't think there's very many um, episodes that I want to redo or revisit, but that is definitely one that comes to mind. There's, there's not for me either. I think Orochi is one I, I feel is a valid, there's a, there's a lot of valid reasons for us to go back and revisit that one. If we wanted to, if we wanted to do like a, a redux episode on that at some point, I think there's, there are some valid reasons for that because I was like you, that that movie is so weird. Like mm -hmm. I honestly didn't know what to make of it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a little mix of everything. It's mythology, star Wars, Tokusatsu, uh, uh, lots of religion, mm -hmm. lots of religious imagery, Clash of the Titans, uh, Jason and the Argonaut. It's all of that mixed into one film. And it was a lot to process, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that with a little bit of extra, I think going back, research it, doing a little bit extra research on it uh, would be super helpful. Uh, 
going into it, knowing what I'm looking at, knowing because I'm watching it for the sake of watching it. I've only read just maybe a little bit on it. Um, and, but I'm still kind of going in blind to the whole thing and I'm just trying to enjoy the movie for what it was. And I think if we were to redo an episode, that would be a really heavy contender. Also, um, if we were to re if we were to go back and revisit something early, uh, episode 26, when we did, um, uh, Japanese Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Maybe go back and revisit that one because honestly, uh, my toku, the, my, my, my toku watching has expanded since even since then. So I think I could even go back and rewatch Spider-Man and appreciate it a little bit more than mm -hmm. maybe I felt like I did. Not that that episode is bad. I think you, Chris and I did a really good job with that, but I think that, um, going back and giving it another evaluation would be probably really, really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't, normally we would give uh movies that we're reviewing a score out of five godzukis because we like to embrace the silly side of monster movies and pay homage to the great godzuki uh but since we didn't review a movie how would you rate out of five godzukis the first year of right. kaiju weekly one full year of kaiju weekly okay so um man this is tough uh I think we've given a four and a half out of five star Godzuki performance so far. Uh, there are things, and the reason I say that I could go, I, I could, I could be really cheesy and say that it's definitely five out of five, like nostalgia purposes, like sentimental, like my mm -hmm. sentimental value for this show is a five out of five, but going back and really thinking about some of the content and things that we could have done better and some of the things that some of the movies that we reviewed that were clouded by maybe the mood we were in uh, mm -hmm. the circumstances in which we were watching it or, or whatever, maybe would have maybe clouded our judgment on a few episodes a little bit. Um, honestly, probably four and a half out of five, I would say overall, uh, which is pretty darn good in my opinion. Oh yeah. Uh, we've got a four and a half star uh, rating. So, four and a half star rating on out of five on, um, uh, Apple on, podcast on app. Yeah. Apple podcast, that thing. Yeah. That thing there, uh, <laughs> um, which I think is fair. I think is fair for the job that we've done so far. Four and a half, four and a half Godzuki's out of five is fair. Uh, like yeah. I said, sentimental value. It's definitely five out of five. Oh yeah. We've grown as a podcast. We've changed as a podcast, um, from, you know, the first few episodes, the episodes we were, we were not the same people. We're not the same podcast that we were early on and we're going to continue to grow. So I'm yeah. not going to give a full five out of five because we're not perfect. We're going to continue to grow and change. Um, but I like what we've done so far. So absolutely a four or four and a half out of five of Godzuki's for, yeah. for now, us. if I had to be if I had to be just a little bit selfish and say if you were to ask me <clears throat> if you were to ask me what movie that what movie in the early days of Kaiju Weekly that you and Steven or Jake did that I would like to go back and redo like me and you redo it as a mm -hmm. redux Beast from 20,000 Fathoms would oh be a, yeah would be a contender um or 
Uh, I don't want. I, I know the the easy the easy one would be King. Let's go back and do King of the Monsters. But I don't want to do King of the Monsters as much as I love King of the Monsters. I wouldn't want to do King of the Monsters. Um, but I right. really would like to sit down and critically uh, review and go over Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms, or even go back and review uh, Gorgo with more of a critical critical eye. Right? I was hoping you wouldn't say Gorgo because I let me tell you. I, and it's not because I, I love Gorgo. I really love that movie. But that was one of the ones that I reviewed with Jake uh, in mm-hmm. the original run of, of Kaiju Weekly. Right. It's also one that I reviewed with Steven. So it's like <laughs> I have reviewed that movie twice already on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of getting reviewed out of Gorgo. But hey, we'll get the full set and review it with you so that I've reviewed it with every uh, every co-host. <laughs> um, well, let's get into, because we are pushing two hours now of recording. So let's get into the mailbag. The mailbag. What's in the mail today? And we have something very special for our mailbag because we asked some of our friends to send us audio uh, recordings and just, you know, give us a little messages about about the podcast and their feelings about the podcast. And so uh, I'm going to uh, play some of the audio feedback here for everyone to hear. And some of these I've heard, some of these I haven't. So we're going to start with this one. Let's let it rip. Hello, Kaiju Weekly. Oh, boy. Congratulations on one year of podcast perfection. With over 50-plus episodes to pick from, it's hard to narrow down what are my favorite moments. Well, let's see. Hmm. It'd be too obvious to go with the episodes I was on. You're one to talk about ego, Jimmy. However, I will say my holy hand grenade commercial for the Night of the Leapus episode is on my top 10 favorite things I've done as a podcaster this year. I also liked hearing Godzuki win a kaiju clash, even if it was by the skin of his teeth. He reminds Minya of it every day here on Monster Island. I love hearing Travis's new catchphrase slash goal, I must see the goo. Let me tell you, we have some here on the island, and it's weird. My favorite episode is probably the extra outer space, because Michael finally found his Night of the Lepus. What about you, Jimmy? Monster Zero? That's your favorite episode of every podcast. Your man crush on Nick Adams is almost as unhealthy as Travis's obsession with Yeti. Of course, Jet Jaguar loves their end theme. (sighs) Anyway, may your show grace the fandom's podcatchers for many years to come. Sayonara! Okay, guys, this is the real Nathan talking to you right now. (laughs) Because I wanted to go off the cuff, go unscripted, and just speak from the heart right now. And just to let you know that, honestly, the The thing I love the most about Kaiju Weekly is the friendship I have with you guys. I know that sounds a little bit sappy, but I really mean it. You guys were the first podcast to invite me on as a guest after I started the Monster Island Film Vault, and I really appreciate that because it's brought me a lot of wonderful opportunities like the Kaiju Quarantines and things like that. And 
Travis, you have opened my eyes to <laughs> things in Tokusatsu that I was unaware of, especially Common Rider. I admit that I didn't really ha know much about it, but now thanks to you, I know even more, and my master list for the film vault has gotten longer because of it. And Michael, I just wanted to say thank you so much. The You have been a friend that I have really needed in the last year in the fandom to support me when I felt low uh, concerning the podcast and everything else that's been going on. And I can't thank you enough for that. You too as well, Travis. I mean, the both of you have been such blessings for me in the last year. And I really hope that this continues for as long as we want to keep making all of these crazy shows. Thank you. Godspeed to both of you. Oh, that was great. That, that was, great. was great. Thank you, Nathan. And the, the that voice comes from uh, Nathan Marchand, host of the Monster Island Film Vault podcast, along with his um, producer, Jimmy, yep. uh, my yep. former nemesis. And um, yeah, it, it's I didn't know that we were his first guest appearance after starting the show. That's fascinating to know that because, uh, yeah, I, I figured he'd already been on several shows at that point, but. Uh, one thing he did bring up, Travis, that we actually forgot to mention was our we've added a bunch of new segments to the show in the last year. Oh, and yeah. We forgot to even talk about those. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kaiju Clash. Yeah. Just, Kaiju Clash. Guess the bad review. Uh, uh, shoot. What's and then some others we've we've added like we've added a good three or four at this point and we just kind of circulate circulate between them. But honestly, you know, back to what Nathan said. Um, thank you. Like it's, it's, it's an honor to know him and, and be friends with him, uh, over this past year. Uh, so, so yeah, thank you, Nathan, for those kind words. And of course, because if I don't mention it, Jimmy will tweet at me. Thank you, Jimmy from NASA. We appreciate <laughs> you too. All right. We've got another audio feedback. Hey, Trev and Michael, uh, it's Sam here from Cinematic Animalia, your uh, favorite scientist. Um, I just wanted to say a happy first birthday uh, to both of you. It's a credit what you've put together over this last year. I, in particular, have a lot to thank you for. I've had to watch a lot of awful films that I wouldn't have watched otherwise, and I've had to do a lot of weird scientific research that I don't have time for. So thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Okay? No, happy first birthday, guys. Keep it coming. Bye. <laughs> he sounded a little bitter there for yeah, just a just just a little bit just a little bit oh man sam that's one uh, again that's one of the things i love about sam he has such a great sense of humor uh and yeah we have definitely made him do a lot of weird research um <laughs> but to be fair to be fair he was doing that kind of research on cinematica animalia so come on sam you were already wanna... doing yeah, he was already going to talk about King Kong genitals anyway. So yeah, he That's did an episode on his podcast about the cats from Cats. So <laughs> so don't did he don't do, come at me. Did did he do the butthole cut though? Has he seen? Uh, the yes, cut? yes, <laughs> yes, he okay. did. The okay. the name of their episode tells me yes they they watched the butthole cut. <laughs> All right, we have another bit of feedback. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to 
it's us join monster bs and only in amityville airing this october that's right we just want to wish you to a happy birthday one year old wow so big you're getting so old wow that's so cool well that's uh that's what we wanted to say. That's all we wanted Just, to say. So call, okay, guys. call us back when you get this message, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> those guys. Those guys. Oh, I, I love I love those guys. They're yeah, hilarious. they are great. We love oh. We love getting feedback from them too. Uh, I we, we didn't even mention them because they haven't actually been on the on the podcast yet. But Grat and Matt uh, from Giant Monster BS, thank you guys for always, uh, always you know replying to our trivia questions with Monsters Inc. Uh, and for sending us that feedback. Uh, it sounds like a little bit of alcohol might have been involved in that one, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to say I want to say I'm gonna I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and say that maybe they had too much birthday cake, so that maybe they're on a sugar high right there. Right, uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe, and, maybe and we will <laughs> go ahead. Maybe no, maybe they ate a rum cake. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. And we will definitely have you guys on the podcast at some point in the future, we promise. Uh and so we have one last bit of audio feedback that we're going to share. Hey Travis and Michael, the dynamic duo of Kaiju Weekly, congratulations on your one year anniversary together. What an awesome achievement and what fun listening it has been. Now, there's a question I often ask Alex, and I think he kind of scoffs at it sometimes, but my question for you all is over this past year, what's one film that you've reviewed that has a potential, the potential to change you in some way on a personal level? Keep it up, guys, and I look forward to hearing your answers. Then that was from Eric from the Monsters vs. Men. Thank you, Eric, for sending over that feedback. Um, and he he posed us a question. I think it's a that's an interesting question. Um, what is a movie that we've reviewed that has potential of changing you on a personal level? I mean, I could say Frankenstein conquers the world because it has changed a lot in my life after reviewing that mm-hmm. that movie. But that's more of because that was the first one that you were on, Michael. That's um, right. Uh, I really I do think I think. Uh, I think the movie that has potential to change me or change people is probably uh, Atragon. And I think mm. that I, I, the reason I say that is because I, I had never seen Atragon until we reviewed it until, you know, the week that we reviewed it. And mm. I didn't know what to expect from it. Uh, other than I knew the I knew about the Gotengo and I knew about Manda and that was it. Uh, but there is so much depth and so much emotion in that movie that I was not expecting to get from it, that it just was really, really, it makes me view these, the, the monster movies or the Kaiju movies that you don't hear about uh, all the time in the community. Like, you know, you, people talk about Godzilla, people talk about Gamera all the time, but very Mm -hmm. few people talk about Atragon. Very few people talk about, they talk about Frankenstein conquers the world a lot too. Yeah. Or, or, or Gargantua's, you know, the war of the Gargantua. You hear those, but you, you don't hear people talk about Atragon or some of the other, uh, other giant monster movies, you know, from Toho that, 
that fly under the radar sometimes. And so Atragon has changed me in the sense that it has made me rethink the way I view some of the side Toho projects that I thought were kind of the quote unquote lesser kaiju movies. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I think that's fair because there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of good theme. There's a lot of there's a lot of themes in some of these Toho films that uh, I feel like don't get talked about a whole lot. Now we've, we've done gargantuas gargantuas would be up there for me uh, as well uh, along with Atragon, but probably the film that we reviewed that has, I don't know if it's changed me, but it did make me think a lot uh, is when we did the um, is when we did the um, episode with destiny on, we did annihilation. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, there was so many interesting themes explored in that film. And we talked about a little bit of everything about, you know, self-destruction grief. Um, uh, we, we touched on how you don't always have to have, uh, you don't always have to have a, a, a bloated, um, action hero cast to make a good action monster movie. It can be a team of very smart, very, very smart, capable women. And please, I hope that doesn't sound like I'm, uh, I hope that doesn't sound like I'm taking it out of context. I hope, um, or I hope that doesn't sound terrible coming out, but, um, that's, if it did, that's, that's not how I meant it, but it, it really, that film is very, impactful right it it like and i think one of the things that destiny destiny you and i talked about during that episode was uh dealing with grief Mm -hmm. right we we all deal with grief and pain in 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 a different way and um as someone who has had to deal with those emotions in the last couple of years um that movie sort of hit me a little hard uh, mm-hmm. that one, that one hit hard, definitely in, in a lot of ways. Um, it's not your traditional kaiju movie. It's not your traditional giant monster movie. I don't think, uh, and, and we even mentioned that in the episode, but it is such an interesting film that it was worth doing the episode. And it was such a, such a pleasure having, having destiny on for that, for that episode as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, we just want to say one last time, a big thank you to everyone who listens to this podcast, everyone who sent us their favorite moments, their favorite episodes, and the ones who sent us their uh, audio feedback. Just thank you so much to everyone because uh, we would just be shouting into the void if it wasn't for the people who listen. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you for sharing it with your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, just going to quickly say, if you want to follow us, the podcast on Twitter, we are at Kaiju Weekly uh, and at Kaiju Groupie Pod. That's the two of us on Twitter. And if you want to send us some feedback in our mailbag, our mailbag is always open and we're always looking to hear from listeners. Uh, you can do that Kaiju Weekly at gmail.com. We usually ask trivia questions. Uh, at the end of each episode to hint to what we're doing next week. But uh, starting November, we are doing an entire month of Godzilla films. November is Godzilla month. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for a very good reason, because Godzilla is celebrating his 
54th? 66th. 66th. Uh, that's right, 54. Uh, 66th uh, anniversary on November 3rd. So uh, next week we are going to be doing a very special Godzilla 101. If you are a new listener or if you are new to the giant monster uh, genre and have n- never really gotten into it. We're going to share all the things about Godzilla, why we love him, who he is, and why we think it's important uh, in the world of cinema. Yeah, and this will be our first uh, crowdsource month too, because we've asked, uh, we've actually put up several polls over the last few weeks uh, to help us tell to tell us what films we should be reviewing. So we're going to be dedicating each week. After Godzilla 101, we're going to be dedicating the the following three weeks to the different eras of Godzilla. Like uh, uh, we're going to be doing Showa era first, then Heisei era, then the Millennium era. We had to exclude the Reiwa era, uh, which contains the anime series, uh, Legendary, and some other and uh, Shin Godzilla and some others. Uh, for right now. Uh, but I'm sure all that stuff will come up during our Godzilla 101 episode. Uh, and I guess if we had to pick a question to ask, uh, I don't know if we've asked this yet, Travis, but I'll just say, what does the Godzilla franchise mean to you? Um, yeah, that, that is the question that we're going to ask folks. Uh, that's, uh, I don't, like I said, I don't know if we've asked that one before. I feel like maybe we have, but it's always a good question to ask. So I will ask it again for next right. week. Uh, we'll post it on social media. What does the Godzilla franchise mean to to you. Tell us, uh, we'll post it on the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group, on Twitter, on Instagram, and some others, and hopefully we'll get some really good answers. Yeah, and you can follow our social medias to see that and respond to it. And uh, if you want to uh, find our links to all of our social medias, they're in the description of this episode down and also for the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group. So you will mm-hmm. find the description there. Uh, and uh, yeah, and we just want to say also a big thank you to Alex and Shijir for supporting us on Patreon. We're still not 100% sure what if we're going to continue the Patreon, but if you do want to support us on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash kaiju weekly pod. And if you do, you will be contributing to not only uh, the support of the podcast, but contributing to my goal of getting to go to Blobfest and see Zagoo. I must see Zagoo, uh, which is the original Blob goo that is still on display in its original bucket. And I must see it. I must see the goo. He must uh, see the goo, people. Just <laughs> just give him the money. Like, at this point, let's just make it a goo, like, must see the goo Patreon and just be done with it. Because that's basically what all the money is going to be going towards. Is yeah. So that you can see the goo. Yeah. There is one more thing that uh, you, the dear audio listener out there, can do to help support this podcast. And that is to go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. As we say every week, criticize us all you want in the actual comment itself, but make it five stars worth, and we promise we will read that feedback on a future episode. And what that's going to do is that's going to put this show in front of other Kaiju and Tokusatsu fans just like you. It's going to help us grow. It's going to help us have more fun-filled episodes just like you. We've had so far for the last 50 episodes, which still feels weird. Me saying that up to this point, we've had 50 episodes so far. Um, 
it's been a ton of fun and it, it would not have happened if it was not for folks like you sharing this podcast, leaving us positive reviews on Apple podcasts and other places. And we just really appreciate it. So if that's, if you really want to support us uh, and you don't want to pay and you don't want to give us money, that's the next best thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to close out our one year anniversary episode by saying help control the Kaiju weekly population. Have your, wait a minute. Have Hang your, tra- no, have your wait, Travis ha- and Michaels. No, 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 no. Stop it. Bye everybody. Bye guys.